a Big Spark Studios original. Everybody, welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. Before we get into it, if you want to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens, you can do so wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like video episodes, we upload those to youtube.com slash Chris, same day, same time, etc. Um, now, before we get into this episode, it is going to be a little bit shorter and mostly because I just want to address what I tweeted over the weekend. Um, I have spent the last few days really, I mean, it's all I've thought about. Um, and I've been thinking just about the whole situation and it doesn't matter if I overheard what I tweeted or if I came up with it myself or I don't know what other option there is, but I was the one who typed it out. I was the one who hit send and I was the one who put it out there. I was never my intention for it to be taken the way it was, but it doesn't matter what my intention was when the product of it is what matters. And it was a crude, inappropriate joke that I thought was a commentary on brat stalls after reading everybody's replies I deleted the tweet because I just didn't, it was clearly getting a negative reaction and I didn't, I don't ever want that. I always want to provide a comfortable, funny, lighthearted space that people can come to and laugh, just have a good time. And the fact that I failed on that with this upsets me and I apologize for that. I It's just not my intention and it doesn't matter what my intention was. The final result wasn't there. So I own that and I take full responsibility for that. I am a comedian who makes jokes for a living and I this was a huge learning moment and I will always strive to be better and a better person than I was the day before. And with my career, there are going to be times where I fumble, I fuck up, I miscommunicate or misexecute a joke. And when that happens, I am so down to sit here, talk, own up to it, learn, teach, and again, become a better person from it. I am not proud of it. I'm embarrassed by it, if I'm being perfectly honest. And I just wanted to address it and tell you guys that I'm deeply sorry for disappointing you, for putting that out there. Just it was a shitty joke that was inappropriate and crude. And yeah, I'm just sorry for it. I do want to say that I deactivated my Twitter not because I wanted to avoid responsibility or didn't want to hear people's criticism. I feel so lucky that I have an audience that is down to point out when I do something wrong and isn't just yes men or women or, you know, like I, I do as hard as the last few days have been, I am so grateful for that. Um, but I deactivated my tour one, cause I've wanted to for a while now. And two, I was receiving foul, accusations based off of this one tweet and death threats. And just as a human being, I, I can't handle that as a human being who cares to put good out into the world. I 
couldn't handle that. So I wasn't, I don't want it to get twisted that I deleted my Twitter because I wanted to avoid responsibility or anything. I mean, human beings, we're all going to fuck up. And I think the best thing you can do is learn where you went wrong, address it and take accountability and be better. And that's fully what I plan on doing. Um, I appreciate everybody who, you know, has pointed out just the wrongness in what I tweeted and who will continue to be with me. If you don't want to follow me anymore or you're disappointed by me, I totally respect that. That's a consequence of my actions and you're allowed to do what you want. If I no longer fulfill your comfortable space, then that's totally fine. And I respect that. And of course I'll be sad to see you go, but that's again, a product of my doing. So I just wanted to address that before we got into some voicemails um, because it would be just shitty to avoid and let blow over. I'm not afraid to own up to things when I'm wrong. So this was a huge learning experience. Um, and I just always hope to rebuild everything I have and continue to just make people feel good and comfortable. So I appreciate you guys. I really do. And I'm sorry again. And yeah. Now, Sam and Justin are here because we are going to do some voicemails. Jake has a family emergency, so he is not with us today. But um, I think we've got some voicemails. If you want to call into 310-844-6459 for any advice, opinions, some stupid debates you need settled, I am here for you. And to quote J-Lo, let's get loud. <laughs> okay. Hey, Chris. My name is Lorraine. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Lorraine from and Portland, Oregon. I have Oregon. a very debatable question, babe. Oh, what is it? In your humble opinion, um, rank these Hillary Duff masterpieces oh. one to four. Oh, my God. Okay. So, my opinion is one Lizzie McGuire movie. Okay. Number one, we hate Pablo. Number two, the Lizzie McGuire TV show. Okay. Bobby. Number three, a Cinderella story. Oh. Chad Michael Murray. A classic. Play. Four, Cadet Kelly. I'm not about that military life, but go her. Go off. All right. Give me your opinion. Okay. Oh, Thank okay. You. So just, we, we're only getting four masterpieces. Love you. Love you. Thank you. Um, that is a good question. I'm not going to lie. The way I would rank those is, God, I think this might get controversial. <laughs> no, just tricky. No, I've already gotten controversial. And <laughs> I'm not about that. I don't want any more. Um, I would have to say a Cinderella story is one. Um, just that cast. I mean, any movie with Jennifer Coolidge and Hilary Duff, a smash. Um, number two would be Lizzie McGuire movie. Three would be Lizzie McGuire, the TV show. And four would be... Cadet Kelly. I was like, Cadet Kelly, I was always like, what? Christy Carlson Romano in that movie made me so angry as a kid. I don't know why. I was like, let Hillary Duff be Hillary Duff, you meanie. Um, <laughs> but Lizzie McGuire, I just, the show itself, looking back, I, like as an adult, like if I had to sit down and watch these as an adult, the show feels kind of brutal to watch now. Um, 
even though it was like a cornerstone of my development. And then Lizzie McGuire movie. I mean, that was that if I could tie for number one with a Cinderella story, I would, but that's, that's my rank and vibes. That's, that's how I would rank Miss Duff, Miss Duff's early discography. <laughs> what about agent Cody Banks? <gasps> oh my <laughs> God. The way that that like put my crush on her on crack. I just remember as <laughs> when I was younger, I would watch that. And there was this one outfit that she wore that was like a white spaghetti strap, like tank top. And like Hillary was so family friendly and that tank top to me felt so promiscuous. And I was like, oh, she's so hot. And I just remember being like, oh my God, I want to marry her. Yeah, anyways, Agent Cody Banks was like pivotal for me. <laughs> you had me at spaghetti. Uh, same. <laughs> I'm always God at spaghetti. God, I love spaghetti. Love spaghetti straps. Love the whole thing. God, that is so funny. Agent Cody Banks. What a movie. Okay. Am, am I moving on? Hit it, Sam. I don't hear anything. Hey, <laughs> oh. Abby from hey. Georgia. Abby South. from Georgia? I know. That's. I hope you could hear the disappointment in my voice. But anyway, <laughs> I thought you were I confused where you were from. <laughs> for you that I've been arguing with my sister about for probably like two years now bring it on what side of the sink does the hand soap go on is it the left or the right side because personally i think everybody reaches with their right hand to the right side for the soap that makes sense but is it just because that's your dominant hand i don't know just help thanks <laughs> do i have cameras in my house <laughs> Because I was literally having this debate last night. I just, like, bought some home kitchen stuff, I mean. And I was, like, trying to figure out, like, the layout of a, my counters and, like, just trying to make it all work. And my soap and, like, sponge and stuff is currently to the right of my faucet. And last night I was like, should I move it to the left? Because, like, I think it would look better. And then I was like, is that weird to have soap on the left? I don't think I've ever seen anybody have soap on the left. So I... I'm staring at mine on the right of my sink. And that is what I would answer. But if your sister's left-handed, I'm not going to like take her truth away from her. <laughs> like if she wants, I, I say on my votes on the right. What are you, what's your guys's? I was just going to say I am left-handed and mine's on the right. <gasps> okay, cool. I still put my dish soap on the right, but I'm also sort of cross dominant. So. Ooh. Are you? She's a cross dom. Yeah. She's cross dom. <laughs> I write left handed, but I do mostly everything else with the right, like throwing a ball. And what <laughs> you do with your. That's why. <laughs> do you play baseball? <laughs> She's ambidextrous, cross dominant. She's ambi. It's, cro it's not. She's ambi cross dom. She's ambi cross dom. <laughs> Can you add that to your bio, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I'll add it. I'm going to get a lot of new weird followers. <laughs> Is your account private? Um, it was. Ooh, until until she uh, <laughs> until she announced that she's Ambi Cross Dom and she said doors are open to the Willy Wonka factory. That is so funny. What side is yours on? Right. Cool. Right, so I'm so glad I, that we all settled right, that. So Chris's court. <laughs> I thought that was a good question. Thank you. See, that's the kind of stupid debates I love solving, mostly because I can just look literally right over to my kitchen and be like. Well, that's how I have it, so... So she wins, sister loses. Hi, Chris. My name is Hannah. 
Um, I would love your opinion on one quick little thing. Bring it, Hannah. Um, backstory, my boyfriend and I have been dating for just about two years. And okay. it's great, wonderful. He's obsessed with me. I love it. Um, we don't really use pet names or anything. Okay, thank um, you. Which is important detail. Okay, um, thank you. Recently, he's been calling me bro in kind of like an unironic sense. Um, but not really like a friend zone kind of way either. He just like looks me dead in the eyes and goes, bro, what do you want for dinner? And something about that just does not sit right with me. Like, I don't know. Am I being dramatic? Should I cut the guy a break? I don't know. Uh, let me know what you think. Anyways, love the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much. Um, I, who you're asking the person in this room that hasn't been in a, in, I was going to say recession, we're in a recession, in a relationship. Um, I also sometimes unironically say bro, and I wouldn't want people to read into it. It's more of like a me thing, not a you thing. But I'm trying to think if my like significant other was like in the kitchen and was like, bro, what do you want for dinner? I... I think I would be like, bro. Uh, anyway, I would like, ex- like I would like acknowledge it and be like, well, that was weird, and move on. But Sam, if someone called you bro, what would you? How would you react? I think it's weird that it's the, her first pet name. The first pet name he has for her is bro. But is bro a? <laughs> pet name well no or just the only thing he's not calling her besides her name like not like babe or bro well i want to know justin's answer because i feel like you and justina have i call justina mom (laughs) that's somehow worse no you don't but you guys have like little names i call her i call her i call her baby sweet oh um I'm sorry, pet names? Pet names are so hard. Like, people are like, no PDA. I'm like, no public pet names. Like I call her I go, I call her little pumpkin spice. No, that's a joke, right? Uh that's a joke. Yeah, I don't call her pumpkin okay, spice. Okay. Uh, I probably I, said I I probably call her like dude. Or I mean I probably said bro to her, but not as like a legitimate Like I would say if it was like bro as a friend zone, then there's a concern to be had. But, like, if you don't feel friend-zoned by it, I feel like it's just your boyfriend, like, like, I saw a TikTok that was, like, when you bring your, hu- when you bring your humor from group, friend group A to friend group B and it, like, mm. doesn't land, it's, like, mm-hmm. maybe he was just still in, like, bro mode, you know? Like, maybe he just, like, didn't think about it. Like, see, this is where I want to get the person on the line and be, like, has it happened a lot since or is it, like, a one-off? I remember a guy in high school that I like sort of dated and everyone at school called him by his last name. That was such a high school thing though. Right. Yeah. And, um, but then when I did, he hated it. He was like, ew, no, you can't. That's weird. Like you can't do that. What? I don't know. It's giving me the same vibe as her not liking. So where do you guys think? I don't think it's that big of a deal, but like I say that not knowing you guys and (laughs) being in your relationship with you. But, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I can see if it is. Like, I would understand that. If it was, wasn't, like, a constant thing and, like, when you said it, it was humorous in tone, then it would be fine, I think. But if it's, like, that's your, like, legitimate pet name, I think that's kind of a problem. <laughs> oh, I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. If that's your pet name, get the fuck out. I didn't think that's – I didn't think that was the debate. Is that – did I, I like, miss out? Is. Okay. No. See, see, like, I think if he's – like, I that to him – that to me just seems like – him like just being like bro 
she's at work and, and she's like, she's like, I miss you. And then you're like, I miss you too, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. That's a problem. But like, bro, what do you want for dinner? Like I can, I don't know that maybe I'm just holding onto that example, but that doesn't feel like, cause bro can be like, Oh, what do you want for dinner? You know, like imagine she gives you like a gift and he opens it and he's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the way he said that sounds so... In- well, the way that you playing him said that was so endearing that I'm like, that is cute. Like, that, I don't find fault in that. Yeah, it's almost like an exclamation. Like, I feel like... Is this why I'm single? <laughs> no, but like, I feel like I say, like, may- man and dude a lot, and it's not, like, me calling them that calling that to a person. It's, like, an expression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like... I don't know, man. It, like, it's... Like, he's just saying bro as a... It's like when you say, like, I live for that, I die for that. Those are words with the opposite meaning, and yet they mean the same thing in this context. <laughs> it's like, bro. Yeah. Like, it's like, bro, what do you want for dinner? It's like, oh, now we have to figure out what we want. What do you want for dinner? I mean, isn't the goal at the end of the day to date your bros? <laughs> yeah. So she should be happy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're best friends. just call him bestie and then report back yes oh i like that yeah right i just like hit him with the bestie and then see what happens that's my advice um so to to settle it the court the case is still open call back later give us a follow-up once you've launched bestie you meant to say daddy me (laughs) no she what or he. She can start saying that to him. Oh, yeah, fuck. I flipped it. Like, <laughs> yeah, she should say, he should call her mommy. And I am officially lost. <laughs> lost in the court. Let's do one more. I feel like we're hitting a rhythm with it. I feel like we're giving solid advice today, which is, like, shocking. Hit the, oh, is that? Okay. Oh, either one of these. I hate when you guys do this, by the way. When you guys do this, like, whole... This one or that? Oh, that one's brutal. Oh my god, that like I'm like stop. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? And then you just hit start, and I hear someone, and I'm like, okay, the roller. <laughs> like when the roller coaster like leaves the station or whatever, you're like, okay, we're on this one until we're not. Shit, surprise. We're holding all the cards. Hi, Chris. Watching videos. I've been watching you. you forever. Um, need some advice. I've okay. been with my boyfriend for four years, and I feel like he likes his cat more than me. Um, he'll come home, give his cat a bunch of kisses and then look at me and literally like fart at me. So, um, what am I (laughs) supposed to do? Would you take this offensively? It's been four years. We lived together. I thought we were on the path to marriage, but like, he definitely likes his cat more than me. Um, stupid fucking Marlon. Okay. Anyway, love (laughs) you. Give me some advice. You think this is a red flag? Okay. Bye. I mean, bye. Thank you for this submission. Um, I mean, I think owning a cat is a red flag, so you might be asking literally the worst person for this, but I think you just tell him, like, okay, baby, you've given, like, when he gets home, be like, okay, baby, you've given your cat kisses, now give my cat some kisses. Nice. I I just, like, you gotta say what you want. It definitely feels like you guys are in the stage of, like, that real comfortable shit of, like, the farting at you is, like, honestly, I know it doesn't seem like it. But after four years, that definitely gives me the sign of like, that's your kiss. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not ideal. It's definitely not a diamond ring or anything. But like, if your significant other comes and farts at you, there's something that's really (laughs) beautiful about that. You know, like, because if they, if you guys didn't like each other, he wouldn't like fart at you. He would like go to his own room and like barely acknowledge you. 
But I definitely think you should be like, listen, bitch, my cat needs some love too. You know, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, is, do you guys think there's something wrong with that? I think that's like, if I came home to my dog and a significant other, I'd probably play with my dog more than my significant other. My dog will be asleep later. My significant other won't be because I'll be keeping him up. Yeah, then it's playtime. Yeah, it's playtime when the pet sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we're all like pet people. And so I agree with you. Because it's like, Me? I feel like the. Yeah. Well, because it's for like Booger, like you are her whole world. Yeah. And she doesn't have as much time as hopefully me and a significant other. <laughs> but the significant other is also a human. They've got. It's like putting the kids to bed. Yeah. Like you get home and your focus is the kids, not your significant other. You're not like, all right, go set the house on fire. Let's make out at the kitchen table. Like, yeah, I, I think it's not as alarming as it may feel, but I think you should communicate. Like, I also agree with the, as gross as farting at you is that it can be an endearment or a, like, yeah, as stinky as that you've, is. You've changed my mind, Chris. Also, <laughs> instead of trying, instead of trying to create like an enemy dynamic, why not like co-parent? You know what I mean? The cat together. Right. I'm lost. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about both people farting at. Yeah, no, I definitely thought it was getting into like fart wars. And I was like, oh. Or like they both fart at the cat. If farting means that you're. <laughs> they both just sit on the cat and let it rip. I was going to say if like farting is a, is a, is a sign that like your relationship is going well, then like a Dutch oven must mean that like you're about to get married. You are married. You're, you're married. married. Honestly, <laughs> the term Dutch oven to me is so funny. And then when it like the definition in this context is farting under the covers, it's like mm -hmm. truly probably one of the best masterpieces in the English language. Like, yeah. Also, sorry, but like sometimes I love a Dutch oven. It's warm. No, it's not even warm. But like, I mean, I'm talking about my own farts. Like sometimes it just smells good. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard to keep a straight face. You're getting hot. You're getting high off your own supply. <laughs> hey guys, I don't smoke weed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just smell my farts in the Dutch oven. Oh God. Well, this feels like the perfect unhinged note to end this episode on. Um, I again, appreciate everybody. Um, hearing me out and giving me time to just marinate with everything. I also want to say that I made, I pushed all the ads we were supposed to do on this video off. I don't want to monetize from any of this. I won't be monetizing this video. I, to the best of my abilities, I truly don't understand how YouTube works, but I think I understand how to turn off monetization. So I, yeah, I just want to make that clear as well that this, I take this shit so seriously that I lost a bag for it. So, um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in again. If you want to call in, you can call into 310-844-6459 to leave some questions for advice or some opinions or Chris's court. And, um, be sure to subscribe to unhinged with Chris Cummins, wherever you get your podcasts. And we put up video episodes on youtube.com slash Chris and rate and review the whole nine yards sam and justin thank you as always for just being here and being so solid i love you guys i feel so lucky that 
we get to have this fucked up shit show. And Jake, you're not here, but love you too, babe. <laughs> love you, Jake. Love you, Jake. We love you. I love Jake. The most. I love you, bro. <laughs> I know when Jake's not here, we like sing his praises. <laughs> oh God, Jake. We love you, bitch. Um, I love you guys. Thanks so much. And we will see you for the next episode, which may or may not have my mom. I say may or may not because I genuinely do not know if it will or not. (laughs) So stay tuned. See y'all later. And love ya.